We're holding in Sisharim, the end of Perak Dalit. Now, we spoke about precious in Halacha. The next thing is going to talk about as an area of precious is precious in the way a person acts. What he calls precious by Minhagim. This is something which one has to approach with a bit more balance because, like he's going to say himself, it's something which one has to see in what area it's good and which way it's not good. So, what does he say? The precious in a person, the way a person acts in Minhagim. Who I exploited this? A person's introspection. And he's separating himself from society. To focus on Avodah Hashem. And he exploited this with the proper uh, focus, the proper intention of Avodah Hashem. So if a person's always with other people, so then that takes away their ability to, uh, to, to focus on a personal level of Avodah Hashem. And therefore, there's a certain precious, which means the person separates from other people and it gives him the focus to think about his own avoider. Is that a good thing? It depends how much. You shouldn't go to the other extreme, which means, which means you shouldn't go to the other extreme where he completely avoids other people. A person should always be involved with other people. A person is not meant to be a recluse and live by himself and nothing to do with anybody else. A person is meant to be involved with other people. The Chayn Amr, when it comes to learning, Chayrav al-Abadim, when the Ayla, which the Gemara explains, Chayrav al-Sandem, Shalom al-Chachomim, Shiyosh bin Ba'ad, Bavad, Vaisin, Mutar. Even a person is learning Torah, but he's learning Torah by himself, so Chayrav, he deserves to get punished with the sword. In other words, the Gemara explains it that Torah is learned by interaction with other people. Where one person thinks of the other person doesn't think of, one person has an idea, the other person has a question. The Torah is learned with others. <coughs> if a person wants to learn by themselves, so then they're going to make mistakes in that area. And so therefore to say that a person should separate himself completely from society is not a good thing. But on the other hand, if a person is so involved in society that he has never has time to think for himself, so then it's also not a good thing. And therefore there's a certain pressure which is the balance between them. I heard when I was a Bacha, so he said something which was an amazing thing at the time. Needed obviously the hindsight, the maturity to understand what he was saying. And he was talking about the difference between the yeshivas uh, in Europe, we were in Europe where he learned, where the mirror provided a base medrash, but everyone had to find their own place to sleep somewhere in the village. Everyone had to find their own places to eat whoever wanted to host them. And today's yeshivas, where there's a dormitory and there's a lunchroom, and everything's in one place. You don't have to do anything, everything's day long for you. So, on the one hand, it's a big mile. It means people don't have to worry. Am I going to get lunch today? People don't have to worry. Am I going to, you know, to go home in the snow tonight? Everything's organized. So, what's the chisarin with it? So, listen to what Revolver said. Revolver said is the chisarin in today's yeshivas is that it means you're never by yourself. You're never by yourself, and because of that, a person can never develop himself. And it's an amazing point. You can't develop himself because everything's with everybody else. And it's only in hindsight you realize how true it is. And that is, when everything, even though Yeshiva is a place where people grow and it's a time of life where people are trying to build themselves, but it's building myself on someone else. It's what everyone else does, that's what I do. And what's considered to be a good thing for in the, in the society, that's what I try to be. And if it's going to be that, this is what's, what's, what's uh, so to speak, whatever is noticing and 
within the chaver, within the society, and build myself as part of a group, not as an individual. Not as an individual. And he said that the chisar in today's yeshivas is it doesn't build individuals. Why? Because there's never a time a person's by himself. And that's a limit from this And that is, of course, there's a minor to being with other people. And of course, there's a minor to learning with other people, like he says. But on the other hand, if a person's only with other people, they're never on their own, then they never get a chance to build themselves as them. They're always only part of a group. And why is it so bad? If it's a good group, it's a group of it's a group of people who been earlier, everyone's growing together, so why is it so bad? What's what's missing in what's missing in 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 a person's growth if Lemaisa he grew as part of a group of people who were all growing? You're not talking about a bad influence, you're not talking about people who weren't growing, we're talking about people who were. But because there's something there's gonna be something missing in that. And what's the code which is going to be missing? And this is a dava which I'll try my best to put into words. What's going to be missing is what we call the Nukuda Sa'emis. The Nukuda Sa'emis. Which means the motivation for what I'm doing isn't emis. It's society. What's pushing me to be better? What's pushing me to grow? It's because everyone's doing it. That's what they're expecting me to be. It's because I have a certain uh, no, uh, status that I'm trying to keep up. It's because I'm trying. It's, it's, uh, there's a certain competitiveness that I'm trying to. To I'm in the race to try and win, whatever the case might be. So then the motivation for what I want to do is everything around me. So even if I am doing well and it is pushing me to grow, but the mindset is not coming from what we call the nakoda sa'emes. The nakoda sa'emes is the nakoda of what motivates me inside of me, and that is something which adraba. It's it's only going to happen. It's only going to come forth in a case where there's no one else there. And I guess there's no one else there. Then a person can attach that Nukuda Sa'amis. Which means now, now that it has nothing to do with everyone else, and no one else knows anyway, now there's a Makam to work on, the, the part of me which is me. And I just want to give an example where you see this. And that is, think. Imagine if we want to inspire Klai Yisrael. Just like you can think of a Tzadik who's at area or a Tzadik who's going the Shofar, they think everyone wants to watch, they want to be inspired, and they want to be uplifted by saying, look how he says the brachas, look how he blows it, kiss, look how he davens, whatever it's going to be. The idea of, uh, we have to dig in that we can watch and we get inspired from seeing the dvekas and seeing their, uh, their, their involvement in mitzvahs and seeing their kedushah. When they're talking about the minag, that there was lots of places that the Rav faces the tzipur and davening. Some places, uh, everyone faces forward. It's Brun Ramo. And the Rav sits with his back to the Mizrach and faces the Tzipur. Why? You're davening that way, so why are you facing away from him? Which one is where you facing? Of course. Which one is where you turn around and face forward? With the whole of davening, why are you facing the Tzipur? You're facing the wrong direction. Turn around and face forward like everyone else. But the Rav brings, the Minag was always that the Rav faced forward. What is the reason for that? So this is what Akhrani explained. They say, because you want the whole Tzipur to see Yerush So they're going to see the Rav's face when Yerush Yisrael. They're going to see how he does. They're going to learn. If he's going his back to you with his titles, he says, you can't see anything. And therefore, there was a reason why they wanted him to face the tzibur. The tzibur could learn. So it's an amazing thing. Once upon a time, there are one that you could learn from. I remember once I saw as a, as a kid, I came to Israel. And I was living here. I was staying for that week, two weeks, uh, near Shari Chesed. Every morning, I went to Daven Shachos, from Shalom Zamnagach. And at the end, I remember his face when he said, Shema. 
I remember his face. Uh, he first clenched his eyes, and you could see the veins on his forehead. The shema. Stick it, stick And that was the point of it. The other, but you want people to see your shema. So think, if things like that, we want people to learn your shema from watching tzaddikim. Then if I would ask you the question, where would be the highlight of the year? The highlight of the year to watch a tzaddik in action. I would say, the God one in What could be holier than that? What could be more Kaddish than that? We should be crowding the Azaras. As many people as possible can watch the Kohen God. And what does the Torah say? It's a pasuk in the Torah. When the Kohen God comes in, everybody's out. Not even from the Kodesh HaKadoshim, from the Kodesh. From even between next to Mizbech. No one. He's there by himself. Why? You're wasting a golden opportunity. Just think how much the years maybe we can get for watching the Kohen God do the Avodah. Why? Why is it? And it's not just Agav. The Torah makes it a pasuk. It's an Easter to be in Nazar with the Kohen God is going to avoid. What? Why? And the answer is because if there's an audience, the Kohen God is acting for the audience. As much as it's a tzaddik, but there's an audience in the back of your mind, you're doing it for the audience. And therefore, if there's one avoid in the year which has to be from that Nakuta Saemis, it's no one's going to be there. It's between you and Hashem. And after that avoid, which is coming from the person's emissary, no one's there to see and no one's there to know, that develops that the Kurdish emissary in the person. And therefore, it's true. For Kaisra's point of view, it would be the best thing if we watch the Kohen God. But for the Kohen God's point of view, it's the best thing that he's on his own. That's going to develop the avoider in a way which is from his Nakurdish emissary. It's not going to be totally on people watching. That's in the Kurdish of Precious. And that is that there's a certain area in a person where he's on his own to build himself. Now, the thing is that doesn't mean a person has to distance, distance himself from everybody, to live in a cave and have nothing to do with people. That's not what Hashem wants. And we were meant to work with other people. We went to daven with a minion three times a day. We were meant to learn with a chavrosa. That's the way a person learns. That's the way a person davens. Our life is a life of chesed. So the idea of living in solitude is not the terror. But there has to be a place for it. Because if there isn't a place for it, then a person never develops an illness. A person is always developing and a connection to Hashem via the tzibur, or as part of a tzibur, or based on expectations of the tzibur. And it's only when a person is on their own that they can connect to that level of their dvekas, or when you call their care of Hashem, without the tzibur, without anybody else. <coughs> That's what I could have said. Hashem. What a person needs to learn other people or for Parnasa or, or I'll add in to learn to dive and to do chesed. A person lives with other people. Hashem doesn't want people to live a life of solitude. Of course, it's important to those people, but there has to be a place also that is on his own. We expose the Achakach, the Davik by Daikov, and the Hasik Daikah Yosheb by Avoda Amitis. There has to be a certain area where a person is on their own. To connect to Hashem, and to be masik the darke avoid the amitis. That's what we call the kodesh emes. Now, why is it precious? Precious means to separate oneself from something, to perish from something. Well, this is, sounds like more of a level of chibur, uh, if you want to call it that. Why? What, what's the, what's it being perished from? <coughs> so I'll explain this next. We close the mind with the boray. Or is I mean a sick of a tailor? Must lie in the stack of Hotsma Arba myself, 
וחוק יעצה בזה, מן העניינים שאדם מרגלס עצמם בהם, עד שנשארנו לבטא ולא תנועסה. And therefore the way to do this is a person minimizes what he says, doesn't some speak sikha b'tayla, doesn't look outside his arba amas, and these are the things which a person gets used to doing that that becomes part of his tayla. And now we, understand, we have to understand what the person we said before. We said before there's a maila of a person finding time to be misquoted. A maila of a person finding time for himself, and the point of finding time for himself is to use that time to be davik b'elakav, and to come to avoid amitis, which means I use that time to daven in the case when I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not no one else is here. It's just I'm just talking to Hashem, but no one else is a witness to it. Then I can I can develop my tefillah more. No one's seeing how much I'm shocked, No one's seeing how long Moshe Menes raised. I'm not, no one's no one's paying attention. I'm on my own, and that gives me the ability to develop that avoid amitis. But what's I going to do with the things he says next? And that the way to do that is by refraining from speaking and not looking outside my abramas. And things like that, which has to make his step. So here we come to Dover Omek. And that is like this. Until now, what you understood from the Sister Sharim is that there are different times in the day. So from during Sayyidah, I'm in the best marriage with the Book During Davening, I'm in the show with Aminya. I have a t- an hour here, an hour there, where I'm, I'm outside by myself in the forest, or locked in my own room, whatever it's going to be. Times of his prejudice. Times of his prejudice. Which is not wrong, but that's not the middle. That means I found times for this and times for that, which is already a good step. It's already a first stage. But what the musician is saying is something more than that. And that is, a person has to develop that middle of precious from other people, even when I'm with other people. And what's the way I do that? And that, so that gives examples. And that is, I, I work on taking less interest in what's going on around me. And therefore, this is an example he gives, not look outside my Arabamas. If everything happens, I have to look what's going on, I have to play everything around me. So I'm much more influenced by everything around me. If I get used to not thinking, being able to control myself, I don't look outside my Arabamas, which is not an easy thing to do, none of them around couldn't do it. But then it really gets me focused on, I don't know what's around me. It doesn't, I've, I've blocked it out of my, what I'm going to think about. I'm not going to look out of my Arabamas. Same thing. A person who's always, who needs always to talk to other people, so then that makes more of a need for other people just to, to, for conversation, even It's empty conversation, but a person needs that. They don't have nothing to do without that. Whereas a person who's able to misbehave, I could be in a room with other people, but I don't have to focus on them. I can focus on what I want to think about. I don't, need, I don't feel the need to, so to speak, always be interacting with everyone around me. I don't feel the need to always be uh, talking to somebody or uh, having to do with other people. I can focus on myself. That's the middle. Which means even those times I'm not on my own when no one's there, I can be on my own inside. I can focus on my, on whatever, whatever, Torah, avoid whatever is in the other people around also, because I don't, I'm not, I'm not totally on knowing what other people are doing, being involved with what other people are doing. I can, I can find a way to, so to speak, to detach my interest from everything else, and that's a certain precious. And that, I can, I, I can, th- I can use the time even with other people here to focus on the the avoid that he wants it, or the the dark yesh that he wants to work on. Now that doesn't mean I ignore other people. He said which means if there's a need to talk to somebody, whatever the reason would be, if 
fine. I'm happy to talk. But the, the, the push people have, and that is, if someone else is here, I can't not talk to them. I, I have to talk. Just to make that's conversation. If I mean, silence is painful. So that pushes me just to, just to have to talk. No, it doesn't have to be like that. And uh, I, I can I can happily keep sit, no, be quiet and I think about whatever I want to think about. It doesn't hide me to, to have to talk. This is something we saw very well by himself. Lots of times. Exactly, that's not good. He didn't feel I need to talk. Obviously, if you came to ask a question, to speak to him, you talk, and you answer, and smile, and everything else. So I didn't explain what he wanted to think about. It, even if he was in the room with other people, he didn't feel that he has to, because someone's here, be involved or think about or look at them, whatever it is. He once told us his Bachman. He said, I see Bachman, I think they're very from. And they run to the bus with the safer. So that was sitting in the bus, they can open the safer. So he said, What's wrong with them? They don't know how to think. You have to open a safe, otherwise you can't do anything. Have you never thought I'd learned how to think? Is it? Then he tells us, well, why are you taking a safe? You've nothing in your head to think about. Sit and think. You don't have to have the safe in front of you to read the words. You train yourself to think. That's exactly the point he meant. A bass isn't a, a, a bass isn't a good place for his wilderness. It's a busy and the fields are going out. That's the place to train yourself. Lock it out. Don't notice it. Don't look. Don't take attention to it. Find something to think about and think about it. I heard years later from Rechaim Shainberg the same thing. He said, the way to train your mind is, is before you leave the best measures, think of a shayla. Think of a shayla, and now you're going to think about it. Nothing's wrong with you. You're going to go wherever you're going to go. You're going to store wherever it is in the past. You're, you're going to focus on what you're trying, trying to think of an answer. And it's the same training. It's the same training that um, I can focus on what I want to think about, even in a situation with other people around me, even when other things are going on. I don't feel the need to know them, to be involved and to be a part of it. It's a, training in the, it's a training in what he calls that level of focusing on inside what I want, on, what I want to think about. Revolver wanted people to think about their avoider or their vehicles, whoever it's going to be. Think about a sugya, think about a question. But it comes to the same point. And this is the training which he says, says Shayim, if a person's marginalized by him, a person has to get used to them until it becomes a tavern. And why is it so important? A lot of Brahim and Frum will say, no. The problem with the Basi is you don't look at things you shouldn't be looking at. So if I have a cipher, so then I can block block everything out of my vision and I don't see. But it doesn't work. It doesn't work. Because unless a person's trained himself not to notice things, he's still even with the cipher. And, and therefore the training really is get used to not focusing on what's going on around you. Get used to focusing on what you want to think about and you don't notice what's happening around you. And uh, then, then, then it doesn't affect you. And that's the same because of the pressures from everything around me that that it's, uh, that uh, I can disconnect, so to speak, from trying to be involved in what's happening and focus on myself. Yeah. I hear what the Rabbi saying, and I appreciate it very much. Just a little perplexed. If you're there's like a nuance that you have to achieve there, a balance, right? You're totally focused on what you're thinking about. You have to be connected enough to know when it's your bus stop to get off. Right. You don't say a person is not aware. You say a person is not interested. So the fact that something's happening around me doesn't doesn't draw my attention. I can listen to whatever. I'm not I'm not listen, not looking for what's going to know what's going on around me. The question that he's thinking when has to be something that really disturbs him. That that takes more focus than everything else that by nature disturbs him. 
or distract someone. You get used to thinking. You get used to focusing on something. I don't care, so I'm thinking about this. I'm thinking about this. Your mind just changes thoughts all the time. Something like, yeah, this is something I want really to. disturbs you. Let's say you can't have a good question. A good question. Or something which you want to use, you're working on, or you want to so connect to. Something has to take, okay. Has to be somewhere. Right. Can't just be like, okay, let's think about this. Is this going to No, no that's a, a good question. Uh, something that you're working on, whatever it is. Like, is it time to think? Like, is it time to think? And uh, the more person thinks, it's not just what I'm going to that little tire that I, I was thinking about this again. It's more than that. It's, it's training myself not to be involved in what's going on. Now I'll tell you a story. The story goes the first time that the. Uh, Briskarov met the Chaznish. The Briskarov the Chaznish from Neibrak. In those days, there wasn't an easy way to travel, and there was no really need to travel, so they didn't meet each other very often. One time, the Briskarov had to come to Neibrak for some reason, so he thought, look, if I'm ready to Neibrak, I may as well go to Shomer and the Chaznish. So they drive him to the Chaznish's uh, house, knocks on the door, goes out of the door, the Briskarov, so comes out of the Chaznish's room. The story goes that. Uh, and they maintained the silence for an hour and a half. No one said a word. And then uh, eventually the driver, the Mishkrov, okay, I said, okay, I said, okay, I said, okay, I said, so the Mishkrov gets up, his hands, Shalom Aleichem, he's leaving. Shalom Aleichem, he walks into the door. What are they doing? You come specially to, 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 to hold it. To, uh, what's the answer? They both knew the halacha. And the halacha is, it's also the f'tayach l'fem mishuk adol mimenu. Which means, you can't greet someone who's greater than you. You have to wait for them to greet you first. Okay? So they come to the chadish says, okay, so the chadish says, okay, the chadish says, okay, the chadish says, okay, first. And neither, neither, each one didn't want to be the one to break the chadish chazal. So they both could quiet. Until the chadish says, okay, so he, okay, so he, took a, he accompanied that. Uh, it's a well-known story. How each one was mechavah the other one. And each one was so careful not to break a man chazal. But I want to talk about a different thing. For that hour and a half that they were sitting there, what do you think they were thinking? No, no, we're not going to talk already. We're not going to talk already. I guarantee you they weren't. Each one was thinking, what do you think about? And then again, it didn't become a social pressure, like, how come you're not going to talk to him? No, if he wants to talk to me, then he let me speak first and answer him. In the meantime, I want to think about whatever it was. And we said, often, you know, whenever you see them sitting together, they didn't feel the need to have to talk the whole time. You can focus on what you want to focus on. It's not a chisaran. It's not a chisaran. If someone has built the ability to focus and to think about something, it's, it's not a, a chisaran that, okay, so I'm, I'm, I can happily sit and think about something. It doesn't affect the fact that there are other people here. Communication that happens in the Yeah. It's also true. It's the same idea. It's yeah. Same idea. And uh, that's, that's what he calls the precious in Minhagim. You know, a person acts. So what a person's forest from is that he's trained himself not to be involved in everything. You can. Now, does that mean that a person. It's not that this thinking of something else. That's what inter- is the seeing, hearing, talking, which gets me involved in everything. Now, of course, if the things a person needs to know about, if the things a person needs to be to, to be aware of, it doesn't mean he doesn't... He, okay, we're not talking about someone who doesn't have to be involved in the world. 
things a person needs to know and things a person has to find out, then of course he has to know what's going on. It's the preoccupation always of knowing everything, of being so involved in everything around me that it's always on my mind. I once said, I was very close years ago to uh, We used to walk home from Shulam every day together. So, one time, and this is much the same point, from another Bible, it was a bit of a different perspective. So he said, I don't understand. He said, people are sitting down in Shul, and a little kid runs into Shul, and everyone turns out and see where he's going. He said, where do you think he's going already? Like, what is he interested in? He first is going to where his father starts. That's the whole story. Why does everyone have to watch? What's, what's the excitement? He was davening. And he said, it's the same point. Don't even know what's going on. It's not so exciting. It's not that important. It's, uh, but so the type of person is, everything I'm going to learn, I straight want to know what it is. And so I have to find out whatever's happening. <coughs> so, so the guy on the other side said to him, I understand. And maybe you didn't know, maybe something important happened. So he said, something important happened, someone will come and tell you. You don't have to check me all the time to make sure it's not. But that's the tab of a person is anything which happens that distracts me. Why? Because it's the tab that I'm very influenced by what's going on around me. And that's the opposite of what we're talking about. The precious is that I want to not be interested so much in what's going on around me. I don't want to be affected so much by it. Not by the expectation, and not by the interest, and not by the involvement. I want to focus more on the being polished to what I want to do and what I want to think about. And either way, it's in a time when we're stuck and no one else there, we spoke about it, spoke about it or a time when, even when other people are there, but I'm misquoted in, in, within myself. I can think about what I want to think about, which isn't affected by everyone else being. That's a precious monogamy. We spoke about precious as always being a way to prevent something, a person doing something wrong. So it's like precious in Tanugim prevents a person getting in a way with that. Precious in Halacha means I'm going to make sure not to be, do anything even a little bit wrong or potentially wrong. What is going to prevent a person doing wrong? And the answer is, the answer is, the more a person is nimshach after other people or after what's going on around him, that itself becomes a very strong reason to do things wrong. Because as much as I'm pulled to, by everybody else to do what's good, but I can also be pulled by everybody else to do something wrong. And therefore, the more that what other people are doing or, or what's happening around me is a draw, is something which I'm interested in, so the more it's going to affect my ability to withstand them. The, the more I'm able to detach from that, so then the less I have that, influ- that, that the influence of what other people are doing or thinking or saying is going to have on me. They call on many things of what a person does. And in other words, how to act in precious. In every situation. So the person has to weigh up how much in the situation is the right thing to be perished. And that's the last point which he began precious with. And that is, it depends on the circumstances. In other words, the person will come out and I'll be precious. When I'm sitting in the, at, at, a, at, a, at a wedding, should I talk to the person next to me or not? And the answer is no answer to that. It depends on the circumstances. Is this going to be to make conversation? Is it because there's something important to discuss? Is it because that person asked me something if I don't respond to him, he's going to feel offended? It can't be a black and white answer. There's always pratim rabbi. But the underlying point has to be that there's an element of precious which is also plays a part in it. Besides, which is a factor in the decision that a person makes. And that's the difference between the first part of the Zizhar, is the level of a tzaddik. 
So the second part is level of Khasi. The tzaddik is black and white. Something is wrong is wrong, I'm not going to do it. And something which is right is right, now I'm going to do it. When it comes to a khasis, he says the mishka. is the balance of, is it right in the circumstances? Because sometimes it's right and sometimes it's not, and it needs the person who has the ability to judge it to know in this situation is it the right thing to do.